Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. This is a desperate situation, a true desperate situation. Britney Spears, we showed you yesterday that she was at her home playing with knives, knives which fascinate her um, and have fascinated her for years. Um, and she's playing with them around her dogs. And a short time later, she posts another video. She looks fine there. Right. Now look at this other video. Notice no knives this time, but there's looks like a bandage on her wrist. And, and there's another shot, if you can see, there's a, a cut on her leg, um, on her thigh. Now, I'm not sure, yeah, it's just it's, odd it's, timing. It's, see it on her right thigh, yeah. here's the thing. Yeah, it could be from cooking, I suppose, but it comes on the heels. Well, that, no, I, I don't think the one on the leg of looks course. like a cut. It's from the knife. We don't knife. know what's underneath the bandage. It is from the knife. But, Come on. I mean, connect the dots here. I mean, there's a she's playing with knives, and all of a sudden she's got a bandage and she's got a cut in her leg. Yeah. This is, look, we're going to just, let's just be real for a second. Britney Spears has a mental illness, which is well documented by two dozen doctors, she has had issues with substance abuse in the past, and she is playing with knives. That is a really bad combination, and there is nobody in her life at that house who is there to help her. Right. Well, and there's there's nobody. There are a very small number of people who could even do something about it. But like you said, they're not in the house, um, and that's a huge concern. Um, I would think for people in her life, I, you know, even her, I know that the relationship with her family is not great, obviously. It's not not great, it's non-existent. Non-existent. That, that her mom, Lynn, is actually in, is town, in town today um, for Dancing with the Stars, but Brittany cut that relationship off when Lynn tried to come and repair it. Brittany's cut that relationship off. Her book is about to come out. Um, she apparently really goes after them in the book, and she's gone after them recently on Instagram, so they're not around, Sam's not around. Um, we know that the remaining people, at least one of them, blocked an intervention that they tried to stage. Right. So, you know, this is where everybody is leaving Brittany after this whole Free Brittany movement. And I think it can kind of speak deeper than just the cuts, the physical cuts, because you think about it, and I've been trying to process, okay, why did she decide, not even 24 hours later, to then post a video showing her, her cuts or bandages when everyone says, hey, this is risky behavior, this is dangerous. I just wonder if she's so detached from any sort of clear thought process that, hey, the last video I want to post is one showing injuries after I've dangerously handled knives. It just kind of, I think, really shows to her mental state and kind of how she's thinking things through and or, that she's or not, not connecting them dots. through. Right. right. Yeah, you're right, Brad, that she's not connecting the dots. And, and, I, and to that point, Brad, then she posted something later where she said, you know, cool off with the knife, with all the knife talk. It was just an homage to Shakira. Shakira. But... Why were you, she was thinking about that, but wasn't thinking about it when she posted the video showing the cuts? Well, she, like, also, she also said in the original video, she said, oh, they're just fake knives. They're not fake knives. You hear them clanging. Right. And so, look, we told you before that Britney Spears has had this fascination with knives. When the conservatorship ended, her personal conservator at the time actually put together a list of things that people needed to be aware of. And one of them was keep knives away from Britney Spears. She sleeps with a knife in her bedroom. She slept with a knife there with Sam, and we're told Sam was freaked out by that. She is volatile at times um, and has been for a long time, but with a mental illness and volatility and all the other things, 
This, you know, everybody is kind of like saying, oh, this is kind of a fun video. This is a really desperate it's not a fun, situation. It's not a fun video. It is clearly a, however you want to look at it, it's a, you could, the best case scenario you could say is it's a dangerous situation, right? I'm and then beyond that, I, I think it is an incredibly uh, perilous situation and not just for the knives, but for her overall mental health and what's happening in that house and for her safety, um, which is, seems to be something that a lot of fans don't want to talk about. I, I know a lot of people say that it's, almost like saying, it's her life. Yeah, but it's almost like saying, She's an if, adult. You start, if you start talking about it now, it's going to be, oh my God, we were wrong about ending the conservatorship and they don't want to say that. I mean, I think part of it is maybe, that. Maybe that's it. Uh, and I get that she's an adult and she can do what she wants. She's allowed to play with knives if she, if she wants to. Could, could this but be that's, But if, you're, if you just leave it at that, then you're ignoring the other main fact, which is the mental illness. Could this be a cry for help? I, I, I realize that that's pro improbable, but when you look at it, everybody knows that the knives are a trigger. She knows that what, what the conservator said, we've done a right. documentary on this, and then all of a sudden she shows the cut, like Brad is saying. She knows what people are going to think. The, the one this thing, be a cry for help? The one thing that sort of, that maybe it, it is, is that she certainly knows that Dancing with the Stars was starting, that her mother was going to be in town. Right. Is it? Is good that, point. The timing Same is, day. Yeah. Same day. Yeah. I don't know. Derek from Nebraska. I don't believe her when she says that the knives are fake, but and I do believe her when she says that it's an homage to Shakira. However, I do agree that it's, she has a mental illness, and there was a recommendation that she ha that there should be no knives. So I think that maybe she should have some sort of setup, like maybe a probation person that come and surprise checked her house for things. Perhaps I mean, can't I do it. You, you, you can't do it. Do it. There's no conservatorship. You're in anymore. or you're not. <laughs> yeah, you're in or you're not. There's no conservatorship. There's nobody that can come in and do what you're saying. I mean, that's that's the state that she is in right now. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, moving on now to uh, Travis Kelsey. And really, I don't know why I said Travis Kelsey. I should really just say Taylor Swift, because that's all people want to hear about. Even when Travis Kelsey himself he's, is speaking. He, he's the Ken. Yes, he's 100% <laughs> the Ken to her Barbie. And she's all people want to hear about. And he gave the people what they want. Uh, he was doing his podcast with his brother, Jason Kelsey, who plays for the Eagles. Um, and oh, football is so incidental here. <laughs> Honestly, these guys know it. <laughs> they realize it. And so this is Travis talking about uh, Taylor's big day in Kansas City, what it meant to him, and why he said, and I think this is telling, he said, it is a day he will always remember. How does it feel that uh, Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? <laughs> Shout out to Taylor for uh, for pulling up. That was pretty ballsy. That was pretty ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I just thought it was awesome how everybody in the suite had nothing but great things to say about her. You know, the, the friends and family, she looked amazing. Everybody was talking about her in a, in great light to see the slow motion chest bumps, to see the, the, the high fives with mom, to, uh, to see how, you know, chief's kingdom was all excited that she was there. That was absolutely hysterical. And it was, uh, it was definitely a game I'll remember. That's for damn sure. Um, and then we just slid off in the getaway car at the end. So let's just cut to the chase here. Um, Travis Kelsey is saying a whole lot of nothing there, nothing of substance anyway. Um, what people want to know is, are you dating Taylor Swift or not? And let's just cut to the chase even more so on that. Are you having sex with Taylor Swift or not? That's what really matters. You're dating, not dating, the, the semantics of it. Who, who knows? Are you having sex with Taylor Swift or not? 
my hunch at this point, especially considering how he continues to talk about it, he's very media friendly. He, you know, he he loves attention. That much is clear. The Kelsey brothers love attention. And the fact that that's so off-brand for Taylor Swift in her, her relationship history, I suspect this is a PR stunt. I haven't seen any signs of PDA from them. And until I do, or until I see pap paparazzi photos of her going to his place at night, the same way Maddie Healy was caught doing, remember all that? When Taylor Swift was having sex with a man, you kind of know it. They'll be hand in hand. And at this point, I just don't see it. I don't think it's real. So hold so on. That's my yeah, take hold on, on that. Hold on, Fabian. So it can't be a relationship unless they're having sex? Yeah, it's not a, no. How, they're not, but they're hold not on. But what happened to, what happened to you have a few sex. dates? And if they're not what having sex, nobody cares. What happened to you have a few dates before you have sex? Do you just have sex right away? We, well. we even reported this. Let me just, we, we even reported this. They have hung out a handful of times, right? Right, and like, so right. They've already gone on several dates. You have date. You have sex by like date number three. Well, That's the rule. Look, they may, so, uh, guys, they may be having sex. <laughs> they may the not rule. be having sex. I don't know. But what we do know is they're seeing each other. And I can tell you that for a couple of reasons. Number one, we know, and I can tell you, we know that at the party after the game, she's sitting on his lap. And when you listen to when you listen to him, he's talking about how happy he is that. His friends and his family received her well. There was sort of a, well. sort of so a little sort of like, in his eye. Right, that he liked the there fact that his family his liked her. So this is somebody with some history saying, here's this person I'm seeing. Who's meeting, and he's who's happy meeting my inner well circle received. for the first time and enjoying it. Did you guys notice at the end of it how he said that they got in, uh, into the getaway car? That is one of her famous song lines. So they clearly have talked oh, yeah. about this. We knew that. She definitely knew that he was going to this podcast, knew exactly what he was going to say. He's bowing down to Taylor Swift. That's all that this shows me. And that shows that they probably are having sex, Fabian, even though that doesn't matter. That was so insane. I want to see the PDA. Until that happens, I'm not buying <laughs> but it. But she's okay. not a big PDA <laughs> person. It's like she's never been like that. She like she's a PDA person. With every person she holds her her she hand. She shows hands. it in public. This was their very first time, Fabian. She's a lady. It was not Let their first time. What are, we, what are we even saying? Let's just get on the same page. It was not their first public. time. You are just the worst. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lindsay in Indianapolis. I just hope this guy knows what he's getting into. He likes the attention that comes from dating her, but I don't know if he's ready for what comes with the breakup. Well, eventually she's going to find somebody that she's going to marry, maybe. And so it could be him, right? But, if, but, it, but to her point, if it's not, you get a song out of it. I don't, <laughs> I think, don't know if he wants that song. I think he would like that song. Actually, he, he likes it, you know. Joe Jonas uh, says this battle over uh, the battle with Sophie Turner over their kids may end up in a UK court. Well, at least that's what Joe Jonas is not wanting that. Yeah, he doesn't want it, but he says it's pretty clear that that's what Sophie wants. This is a big deal. Look, I'll, and I'll explain why. Um, Joe Jonas's lawyer just flat out said it today in a Miami courtroom. Miami is where Joe filed for divorce, remember, last week. Sophie went to federal court saying that he had essentially uh, abducted these kids by not returning the passports to Sophie so she could take them back to England. So today, the, his lawyer just laid it out and said, she wants to have this case heard by a UK judge. The reason this is so significant is it looks like she's gonna live in England, he's gonna live in the United States. So what do you do with joint custody of these kids when you've got people on right. different continents? Which court? gets jurisdiction. And if the UK court gets jurisdiction, the likelihood is that the kids will live there on a primary basis and there'd be some visitation for Joe. If the kids are in the United States, it's gonna be way more problematic for Sophie. So the judge in this case is essentially saying, 
I'm going to stand back and I'm not going to decide any of these issues until that federal judge tells federal us what, who should be hearing this case. And the stakes here are just enormous. Yeah, now so much hangs on that federal case that she fired under the international law saying that Joe had abducted the children, kept them in Florida, and so forth. If that federal judge says, yes, this international law applies and I'm going to send the kids back to the UK, all of a sudden Sophie's argument to have the divorce case heard there where the kids are gets a lot stronger. Now, it is interesting, and I don't know how this is going to play, but over the last four months... Um, Joe's had the kids almost the entire time in the United States. So, you know, they're going to be arguing where, is their, make, where right. is their primary residence. Right. The kids have to be somewhere because they're going to school. be schooled right. somewhere. Right. Even, if, even if they're, I mean, I guess they could make the decision that they're homeschooled and then the teachers go with them. But that's, it's very complicated when yeah. you have something like this. So, look, I mean, we've told you before, Sophie has said, we made an agreement, we meaning Joe and I, made an agreement that England would be our home, that we were going to buy a forever home, which we did they in did England, um, which apparently they're working on still, and that the agreement was that we'll move the family there, therefore a UK judge should hear this because that was our agreement. The problem with that argument is once he files for divorce, all bets are off all in those terms agreements of agreements, made, right. and then it's an issue of what's in the best interest of the kids. But the first issue has to be not even what's in the best interest of the kids. It's where is the jurisdiction here? And that's why this is so incredibly critical to both of them. This is Danny from Buffalo. Go Bills. Um, while the custody battle all gets sorted out, I don't understand why he would prevent the kids from um, going to the UK with her when it's her time to visit with them. And if they have a home there, I don't understand why he would be against that. He wants the judge here to make the decision and he doesn't want to make it look like and they're judge, living in England. And as it stands right now, before the federal court weighs in, the last thing as far as the kids is the judge in Miami saying the kids can't be relocated yet. It was so actually, it the, it was right actually the federal judge that said that. That the federal judge said they have to stay in New York City nah, for the time. Yeah. Well, the federal judge, yes, said, that's right. That's the most recent one, that right. they stay in the New York City. Area. In the area until they kind of sort right. all this stuff out. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, going to the ballroom. Dancing with the Stars made its debut. And I, you know what? We don't talk a lot about Dancing with the Stars. It has, it's, I'll just say it's kind of fallen off. But I think they have a good cast yeah, this Yeah, this is an interesting one. Because people are, uh, are interested uh, in some of the storylines around their <laughs> the celebs. Particularly two people. Yes, and that would be one Maurizio Umansky and his wife, Kyle Richards. Uh, Maurizio, look. All the celebrities on the first week kind of suck, right? They're all doing something that they're not he used to. I, he was he not got, terrible there. He got, what, that 15 okay. out of 30? No, but that, was, that move there was actually okay, I thought. You thought that was good? Well, better than I could do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but more importantly than what his dancing was like is who was in the audience there. And yes, Kyle, even though they are separated, uh, was there to support her estranged husband. I am married to Kyle Richards. We've been going through a rough year, and I'm really hoping that Dancing with the Stars is going to get my mind off of it and to have some fun. I worry about it right now. Is that, 
And there's Kyle. The kids are there too. No, he's not bad. It's, I think he would say if he's there in three weeks, you'll see vast improvement. I thought that was There's a little stiff. He it's needs to stiff. loosen up a little yeah. bit, right? All the contestants kind of do. So his score wasn't great, but, you know, hopefully he'll continue to come come back each week and get a little better and a little better. But interesting that Kyle is there clearly cheering him on. We know that they're on good terms. They're still living together, you know, but obviously they are, they're not technically together. And uh, Mauricio has said in the past that he really likes Morgan Wade, which is this girl that Kyle's been spending a lot of time with. There's, like, rumors of romance, which they have not confirmed that and Mauricio has said that he's actually on good terms with with her as well and he would like her to also be in the audience so we could possibly see that maybe well, that's next what week. the producers of Dancing with the Stars want right they so, definitely want so um that. there was another contestant um that um caught people's attention and that would be one Jamie Lynn Spears um Britney's kid sister who by the way I see what I said about the celebrities in the first week she also got a 15 a 15 out of 30 um, but, uh, and her mother, Lynn, was there. Which so. is very interesting. We talked about that yeah. just a few minutes ago, that Lynn is in town and Brittany is in trouble, it seems. Yeah. Um, we do not think they interact, at least they yeah. haven't yet. Um, so here's how she did. You know what they? I don't. I don't know what the judges actually said, but from watching they, say, the they gave years, her they, 15 out of 30, just like Mauricio. She needs to loosen up a little bit too. Okay, <laughs> they all need to loosen up. Jenna from Kentucky here. Um, I thought it was great that the family showed up for Jamie Lynn. I would like to see that kind of same support for Brittany. Um, I think it's sad that we don't. I felt that Jamie Lynn actually deserved to be in the bottom two instead of Mauricio. I thought he did great. But what I want to know is, when is Harvey going to make his appearance on Dancing oh, with the God. Stars? Oh, God. As one easy. of my college professors said, when rocks grow is when. Uh, I would be... Some rocks actually I, do grow, you know. I would be the worst. I'm just saying. I know. That's why we want to see. I know you do. You wouldn't be gone long. I mean... <laughs> I'll be gone a week. Well, the marriage between Dave Chappelle and Netflix um, has been very fruitful for Dave. Yep. And he is... And for Netflix. And definitely for Netflix as well. And he is passing that along to uh, some of his best friends in comedy. Uh, he started a series. And uh, the next new special, Dave Chappelle's home team, is featuring Lunell. And I am so excited for this. It actually dropped last night. I'm gonna watch it if not tonight this weekend for sure because I could not believe this when I read it this is Lunell's first that special how can that even ever. be how can that be this woman has been in the game for 30 years how can uh, that here be? is just a little bit of the special and then she's gonna be joining us the young boys I with they <laughs> they say my mouth is regular I have a harsh delivery Trying to get real quick before I get on this plane. 
<laughs> okay, now, now I'm understanding why maybe wow. it's been difficult to get a special. Uh, but she is not holding back, as you just saw. So joining us right now is Lunell. Welcome to TMZ Live, Lunell. Hey, Lunell. Great to see you again. Hi, you guys. Kudos to whoever had their finger on the button. Yeah, yeah there was some, 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 a lot of editing happened there. How can this be your first special? That's crazy. Well, you know, sometimes it takes some of us a little longer than others. You know, I had a lot of firsts this year. This was my first special, my first time playing Madison Square Garden. It's my, about my first house, you know. As long as you get it, it, it don't matter wh when you get it, as long as you get it, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. And I'm so glad that Dave was um, interested enough in me to give me the opportunity that I I needed, that I deserved, that I needed, and that I hope I have delivered the product that is going to make everybody happy and excited and fun. So you, as we just saw, I'm sure that is a very representative <laughs> uh, clip of the entire special. You're not holding back at all. And I know some people have said that, I mean, it sounds like that's the framework of your joke is that they, they say, I say these things too much and this too much. Do you think that that's part of the reason that it's been so long and this is your first special? Do you think that TV executives just thought, uh, that's a little too much? Well, maybe, and that's okay. Because what hasn't happened throughout my career, I have not changed in the whole 30 years of my career. I've always been explicit. I talk about what I know about, and I, 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 I don't have a persona on stage that is a different persona offstage. This is me. So it's the times have changed, not me. And the times have allowed a space for a person like me, you know? I think that it's time, I think that the people feel that it's time to quit pulling punches and being fake and just to see a real person with real emotions speaking for real people with real emotions, it's time that the people the people want to see that. So you know, I'm not worried about when it came. You know, every I, this town will teach you patience whether you want it or not. It's all in God's time, and I'm thankful for that. So this uh, special, you shot it in Oakland, your hometown. What was that like? And by the way, because you haven't done a special before, how was it different um, doing your act? Was it just that you had to? I imagine they probably shot more than one night but you had to wear the same thing? Like, what was different having to shoot a special? We shot two nights, same material, same outfit, like you said, Charles. Stan Lathan directed it. There were seven cameras, and the room was full of love. The room was full of people from Oakland who have helped me in my career, who were there when I was incarcerated and I wasn't with my child. They were there to help me pick my baby up from school. They were there when I didn't have a car, when I didn't have a house. So these are all people who've been pulling for me all these years. It was just such a love fest in that room when I did the special. I'm, I think that when you see it, you'll feel it. You know what I mean? And I hope you do get a chance to watch it over the weekend, Charles, if not before. What about me? You you too, Harvey. Oh, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you better watch it thank too, Harvey. Thank you, Lunell. Jeez. <laughs> well, I, I declared that I was going to watch it. it. 
Right. I just said that because you mentioned it. Harvey, I know you'd be watching me I, anyway. I, I love you. I, I totally love you. Um, by the way, I'm going to ask a really stupid question, but I've always wondered about this, and I've never asked it. I'm just going to do it. When somebody does, like, the same special or the same act twice when they're shooting something like a Netflix special, did, do you have two of the same dresses or do you use the same dress um, both nights? It's actually, not, it's actually not I've always a really wondered bad question. that. Same outfit. Both nights. Okay. Not okay. two. I don't. I didn't have two of them, but um, I wore the same thing both nights. Okay. okay. I've always wondered that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now that's just me. I'm sure you know other people may have multiple outfits. Because what if you fall? What if you tear it? What if you spill something? Right. On it? Right. So it would be it would be feasible, you know, in the future maybe to have two of the same outfits just in case of an emergency. But I'm a rookie at this. All I did was be very, very careful. And, <laughs> and, and I wore the same thing both nights. We're, yeah. so, we're so happy for That's you. Really we awesome. Really, really Can't, happy for congratulations. you. Congratulations. Cannot wait to see the special. It is available now, streaming on Netflix. Uh, Dave Chappelle's home team, Lunell, town business. Love the fact that you were able to tape it in Oakland. That's uh, that's so so great for you, man. And I can't wait it to see it. It was a love letter to Oakland because everything I am and everything I know, I learned in the mean streets of Oakland, California, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lunell, congrats. We're, we're, we're real happy for you. Thank you. She's great. Uh, we're taking a break. All right, when we come back, Kim Zolziak and Croy Bierman. What are they going to do about uh, their living arrangements as this divorce moves forward? We found out where Kim is going, and I am shocked. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman have a, a big decision to make. Actually, the decision's been made, um, and it involves their living arrangements. You know that uh, we told you that Kim was down in Colombia where she was shooting The Surreal Life. Um, got a job, got paid. That's good news for them. That's a start. Bad news <laughs> is it's about one one millionth of what they owe. Right. <laughs> that's that's the, the, the tough part. Uh, but now she's done shooting that. She's on her way back. Actually, I think she's already in Atlanta. Um, and the question is, what, you know, Croy has said he's going forward with this divorce. She has asked for it to be thrown out of because court. Because she says they're having tons of sex He's not denying that that happened. In fact, he says, well, it's yeah, seventh. we can do two <laughs> things at once, have sex and get divorced. And guys, <laughs> I, I think that it's going to continue the sex. I mean, honestly, according to Kim and those docs she filed yesterday, which we broke that story, um, they were having a lot of sex before she went on this trip. I, from The understanding of it, from what I even gather from people close to them, I don't think they ever stopped having sex. I think that even though they're having these marital problems and it's clear that he wants to continue moving forward with the divorce, and Kim obviously doesn't, but he's still okay with having sex with her, so. But here's why I think it's not gonna continue. And we have confirmed, she is going to be, they're gonna be under the same roof. Right. When she's in Atlanta, they're gonna be living under the same roof. And I get that she's thinking, yeah, of course we're gonna have sex. Here's why I think it's not gonna happen because now the stakes are higher for him. You know what I mean? She's gonna want it because now yeah. he knows that if he has sex with her, it's gonna be held against him and potentially screw up the divorce. Well, here, here, here's the argument against that. That what she is saying is that Croy filed documents saying the marriage is irretrievably broken. 
And how can it be irretrievably broken if they're having sex all the time? The, His responses. The, the reality is this. The words irretrievably broken are boilerplate. When somebody files for divorce, say in California, and they talk about irreconcilable differences, judges, don't, box you check judges don't say, what are the differences? <laughs> Nor do judges in Georgia say, so why is it irretrievable? It becomes a boilerplate kind of thing. There are plenty of exes who have sex all the time, but that doesn't mean that they're not exes. They can be exes and have sexes. Um, I just wanted to rhyme that. I'm sorry. Uh, but the I saw that bad rhyme coming. But the, the point being is that it's boilerplate language. She's not going to win on this. They're not going to cancel the divorce. Because so you think it. that he will continue to have sex with her because... His lawyers advised him, don't worry about it. Have all the sex you want. Sex, with, impuni sex with impunity. That's what it is. Hi, Jen from Pennsburg, Pennsylvania. I'm here to talk about Kim Zolciak and the divorce. Uh, honestly, I feel like they're just going to keep having sex. And um, I find it really bizarre that they're just going to throw away a uh, marriage on based off that. And if Croy really wanted out, he could be out. And Kim, he just... She's just sticking around and she's riding this one out. But like was it was said that sex is going to happen. Sex is with exes is going to happen. You see, it's now a thing. Yeah, sex is Thanks for exes that. Exes with sexes. And he's never okay. going to stop now. <laughs> We're going to move on. Yes, uh, moving on to some big news from Kanye. Yes, uh, Kanye, who we have not actually heard say anything really in the last uh, eight, nine months, but we've seen a lot of him and his wife as they've been trekking around Europe, um, we found out that he is, in addition to traveling, he has been working on a new album, um, recording a lot of songs. Yeah, Charles, so he's back in the studio, we've learned, um, putting out a lot of music. So just, he I apparently made just 10 songs in just this week. Uh, he's been in the uh, studio with Ty Dolla Sign, and uh, we're told it's actually gonna be much more like the old Kanye music that we loved and not so much, you know, the newer projects where it was gospel or him talking about politics. He's kind of getting back to the basics. Ah, some of that old sound now, which is interesting that he would go back to that now because whenever this album comes out, and by the way, we should say there's no release date in mind at this point. And, and even if there was one, it's not. He never sticks yeah, to those. Right. Um, this is a really important album for him because the reason we haven't heard from Kanye for the last 10 months, nine months, is because of what he was saying the last time we heard from him, all those anti-Semitic rants that ended up costing him uh, all of, uh, huge partnerships, his Adidas. billionaire status. Um, so now the question what's is, what's the response going to be when he has this new music? I think it's going to be good because we just saw yesterday his Jesus is King 2 album uh, leaked online. It was this is gonna the one that was remixed by remixed with uh, Dr. Dre. Dre and it had a bunch of crazy features on it. And I mean, there's no way to know if this was actually the album, but people were going insane for the music and everyone was eating it up. And I think this just kind of shows that like anything Kanye drops music wise, people are going to want to listen to it. People People are going to stream it, and I think people will look past all the crazy, you know, antics and things he said this past couple years. You know, it's really weird because I, it, it almost feels like an etch-a-sketch that when all of this happened with this anti-Semitic torrent, um, that you know, it it, it 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 seemed like Kanye was being pushed aside forever. Right. He was losing all his endorsements and everything else, and people were angry. It just feels like, and I don't know. But it, it feels like you, it just went away. I, because 
look, we said the best thing, remember, we were saying it months ago, the best thing for Kanye to do is to just go away. Now, he didn't stay out of the spotlight, but, but he hasn't said anything. No, but I see, I think it, and it does a little because, different. A little. Because over time, people do forget. And if he comes back to his bread and butter, which is music, people will. Uh, no, I think you're right, but, 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 but I do think that he did something that's probably smart, that he's been in Italy for a long time now, Every day, it's been you know the his wife, been about what his they're wife. wearing, and 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 it was more fun. And I think that right. it almost pushed all that other stuff to the background. Exactly. And By the way, he came may back have, after he sat here and said slavery is a choice. His right. music was fine after that. So yeah. there's a track record of Kanye fans showing up. Hi, my name is Latrice Butts. I live in New York City. By the way, Manhattan. Okay, let's talk about Kanye West. This is excellent news, a solo album. Wow, this is going to be Kanye's comeback. And just to think that he's going back to the old way of his old music was the best music ever. Now, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with Kanye, and I think this is literally going to make people actually forget about what he said. They're wanting to hear music. You know, they want the old Kanye, just like I do. And this is so exciting. So yeah, let's, I just can't wait. The Gilgo Beach serial killer uh, suspect, Rex Hureman, was in court today. He's not a suspect, he's a defendant now. He's now defendant. He's been charged with the murders of three of the victims and is the main suspect in a fourth. And he faced some new DNA evidence. Uh, in fact, well, prosecutors not new DNA and evidence. They had it uh, all along, but they presented in court today. Um, we had heard about this, yes. that there was a pizza, pizza crust, crust that had his DNA on it that then linked him to the murders. And they uh, presented that in court today, said it was indeed a match uh, on the pizza crust. His team is uh, saying that some of the hair follicles that were found are not an exact match. So they're not refuting the pizza crust, but they're saying some of the other um, uh, DNA evidence that was collected from the scenes were not an exact match. They no. also, it That's also came out that he's working on his case behind bars. He is working several hours a day um, preparing for this case. Uh, and um, it was a short hearing, but uh, the judicial process is grinding away. Um, and he is now in the midst of what is going to be a, a, a a trial that is unfolding in a really interesting way because there were 11 bodies found on Gilgo Beach. Um, and they are still looking to see if there's a connection to any of the others as well as in other areas as well. So this is an evolving case for prosecutors as it goes through the system. The thing that I find also interesting about this, and I realize this is not something that looks like it's a, a bullseye in terms of the case, they cleaned him up. And that's on court today. Yeah, that's a thing. This is a thing when uh, people go before but, a judge and ultimately a, a jury. How do they do it? He's in custody. He's in jail. So, can you make requests of the to the jail barber? I I want to be styled a certain way. It's not even how so much that? styled. It's just cleaned up. If you look back at the Menendez brothers, and that's a, a more famous one, where they maintained their hairstyle through the entire case. And Leslie Abramson put him in sweaters to make them look more relatable. Okay. This is a thing where you want to make somebody not so look disheveled where they could look like can the lawyer killer. Because they are going to be in, in court and they're on trial, can the lawyers then, is it 
You can bring a stylist in. Is, no, I know they're not bringing a stylist in, but I'm saying, can the lawyer make the request to the prison barber, hey, it needs to look this way because he's going to be in court? Yeah, they're going to bring Kristoff in and you know put no, him on the airport. You know what? I'm asking a serious question no. of two lawyers who clearly don't know the I answer. Know, so I, know the, I know the answer. You can say to a barber, <laughs> yeah, can you just clean this up? They're not going to say no. But if you look at this picture, Charles, I think you're, but my question you're overstating the style. This is not a, mm. you know, Chris McMillan haircut. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just Could not. Could you please stop mentioning all these other actual celebrity stylists who are like, please leave us out of this. I, you know, and I know this sounds like a frivolous point, but it's not. The way how you're presented the way in court a, 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 a defendant presents is a big deal because you want the jury to be confused, if you're the defense lawyer, that a person who looks like this could not have done that. And right. that's the end game. My name's Christina. I'm from Coquitlam, BC, Canada. And um, yeah, in regards to the Gilgo Beach murders, um, in my opinion, the ball's been dropped so much that, you know, they really got to get on their game and get him charged for it and convicted if he's the murderer. Boy, are you right about this case being botched? There were things that were appalling. I just want to say, if you want to see about this, we did a documentary um, on the Gilgo Beach serial killers, which is available on Hulu. And the missteps and the misconduct is breathtaking. Yeah. It is pretty clear now the most dangerous detail in, in Washington, D.C. Secret Service. Is Secret Service anywhere in the presence of the first family's dog. Of the, of commander. the commander. Yes. But not uh, the commander in chief, commander. Yeah, because their dog is bitten again. This and is a recidivist biter. There's clearly a problem now, and so you know, this we is, already had this problem with Major. So this is the eleventh, the eleventh bite that we know of. There were seven in a four-month period. The dog apparently bit ten times at least, and now we have the eleventh time another that the dog has been another Secret Service agent that required medical treatment. And this so. is after they supposedly tried to train the dog. I mean. When do they say uncle? I mean, Harp, let's be honest. If this was not the president of the United States and this wasn't Major, his dog that we're talking about, and this was This me one's or Commander. You, the, Commander. Uh, Commander, excuse Major's me. Major's already. Right, right, well, I, oh, gosh. Already I know. banished. Right, because <laughs> we've been here already. If, if, if this wasn't Commander and it was my dog, let's be honest, this dog has taken from me 10 bites ago. I mean, uh, th this is outrageous. Maybe that this eight bites ago. Uh, uh, Maybe <laughs> that this has been allowed to happen to him, and it's outrageous. This is not politically motivated talk by me or anything like that, but these poor Secret Service agents that have to walk around the White House worrying that they're going to get, like, a, a chunk yeah. bitten out of them every day, it's absurd. It's, it's not right. Kelly in Barrie, Ontario, Canada. I know the practical thing is to say the dog's got to go. It's obviously an interesting point that we're talking with the president's dog, but you got to remember, Secret Service agents are sworn to protect, and part of their job is literally taking a bullet for the president. So I look at it like an opportunity. It could be extra training and keeping them on their toes. And if it's just the secret <laughs> agents that are getting bitten, then I say the dog stays. And unless it's Biden is starting to bite and the dogs are just getting thrown <laughs> under the bus for it, keep the dog. I don't even know what to say to that. I <laughs> I, other than what else you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I'm Trisha. I'm from Monroe, Georgia, and I'm here to talk about Britney Spears and her latest incident. We've come a long way from the Mickey Mouse Club, and I, my second thought was when I saw this video, are we getting ready for 
a new performance, being her sister's doing the uh, Dancing with the Stars, if she's not looking at America's Got Talent. I am pretty sure they would not take more her. more serious than that. <laughs> yeah, one more. Hello, my name is Leslie Mota, and I am from Texas, and I think that, you know, sometimes we women have to be a little bit ballsy, and I had no idea who Taylor Swift, uh, football player boyfriend was until today, so I'm very <laughs> excited to learn a little bit more about the Chiefs. There you go. <laughs> Oh my God, Tra she, she Travis Kelsey is such a huge star. And she put him on the map. <laughs> That's what his brother said. It's yeah. actually true. Well, Jamie Foxx uh, is continuing to recover from his medical emergency from earlier this, earlier this year. Obviously, the actors are still on strike, so he's got some downtime, uh, and he's spending it in Mexico. Cabo. Yes. Um, did a little dinner, very fancy dinner, actually, with his... Lady friend, Alice Huckstep. Is she 10 feet tall? No, Jamie's not that tall. No, she. What? Alice. Why do you say that? Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Old song reference. Um, so anyway, so they're, they're hanging out in Cabo. By the way, there's a fabulous restaurant there. And they're no, Yeah, they're Nobu. They're Nobu, which is just amazing there. Oh, God, that place. Boy, Cabo's got range, right? It's got that and then you have like El Squid Row. That's right. <laughs> this is way different though. This is way, this is like 40 minutes from yeah, Squid Row. Yeah, it's very far. Yeah. But, oh my God, it's so beautiful. I'm sorry, wow. I, I'm just, I'm having a moment looking at this. It is but good beautiful. for Jamie Foxx. He yeah. looks like he's li living and loving life. Uh, we will see you tomorrow.